Our Father, we thank you for the blessings that you give us so generously and that among the blessings that you give us are spiritual gifts. Now we ask that you'll be with us as we look at this idea of spiritual gifts and try and learn a little bit more about them so that we can understand which ones we have so that we can best work with the kids and adults and whoever that you put in our pathway. We ask this in thy name. Amen. So our topic is understanding your spiritual gifts. And so we need to talk a little bit about what are they and, and what, is, what is this all about. And the beginning part, I think, is all that is text that's in your handout. Uh, but we're going to look at uh, recognizing and developing them uh, in staff and in youth. So what is a spiritual gift? And is there a difference between a spiritual gift and a talent? We all have some natural abilities, the, the kind of things that you're born with, like physical coordination, or maybe it's a talent you develop through the years, such as playing a musical instrument. Spirit, these natural abilities and talents may be useful or entertaining, but they usually deal primarily with the surfaces of life, and the concern of our relationship to God isn't really touched by them. Abilities and talents affect people on a temporary basis, uh, and spiritual growth isn't necessary for their development. For example, somebody that opens their home to dinner guests and social gatherings doesn't necessarily have the gift of hospitality. Maybe they're just selling Tupperware. The motivation for a spiritual gift is based on love for God and humanity. And you know, Paul tells us that you know, no matter how good your communication, knowledge, and are, if love isn't the motive, it's not worth anything. You're just banging pieces of metal together. The goal of spiritual gifts is different from natural abilities. They're granted for the common good, to equip the saints for the work of ministry and for the building up of the body of Christ. Uh, so we're going to try and keep that motivation in mind and just say, what is my motivation and goal in this area? And remind ourselves these gifts form the basis for our individual and collective service for God. There's a few spiritual, um, a few uh, things about some references from Christ's object lessons. Uh, and, uh, you know, you, you can read those on your own. Uh, we don't, not all the gifts are placed in the church, and not everybody gets all of them, and you don't have to have money to get them, which is, you don't have to have big degrees from universities to get them, because the poorest and most ignorant can get them. Unity and cooperation is essential for using them. Uh, a spiritual gift is a special ability given to a member of the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit that enables him or her to work effectively with joy in helping the church carry out its mission to the world. And they're not the spiritual gifts aren't to be confused with natural talents. We all have some of those, but only Christians get spiritual gifts. And so these gifts can help people minister in such a way that Christ will have a power tell on their hearts. Don't confuse spiritual gifts with the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is to be reproduced in each Christian by the Holy Spirit. We're supposed to get all of the fruit, but uh, not every spiritual gift is given to every Christian. 
uh, and don't confuse spiritual gifts with Christian roles. Um, I might be an evangelist while someone else has a gift of teaching, yet we are all witnesses. What, we don't have a gift of witnessing. We talked about witnessing the other day. And, and only the living get to witness, right? No. But, but if you're living, you're supposed to witness. Right. Uh, and don't confuse gifts, genuine gifts with counterfeits. Uh, the devil is not an original person. He doesn't come up with anything new on his own. He just corrupts things that the Lord has created. Uh, and so there are counterfeit gifts, and they're usually directed, uh, affiliated with, or associated with the healings and speaking in tongues and this sort of stuff. Miracle working is one of the signs of the end. And so we need to test these things to find out uh, is this true or not. We're going to look at all of them and uh, from administration to wisdom and look at the different categories of spiritual gifts. Handouts are in the back. Um, administration, the ability to organize, manage, and supervise, working with and through others to achieve goals. Um, the idea, I like that working with and through, not just uh, uh, telling everybody else what to do. Its meaning is to steer as the helmsman or pilot of a ship. And those with this ability have the ability to plan and launch projects to meet the needs of God's cause. Apostleship. This isn't a title that we use a lot today but it means to be sent out, especially commissioned to represent the church in a broader ministry, and might be represented today by uh, where new churches are being established. Discernment, the analytical capacity to discern between truth and error, right and wrong. Evangelism, the ability to so persuasively present the gospel of Jesus that people are led to become his disciples. I know without the projector you can't see the cartoon here, but we've got this gentleman sitting at a bench at the uh, Clearview Mall, and somebody else comes up to him and says, Sir, while your wife finishes her shopping, perhaps you'd like to get ready to die. Exhortation. This word is derived from the same word that Jesus used for the Comforter, or Holy Spirit one who comes alongside to encourage. Also, it is the ability to stimulate people to action in the service of God. And here we have uh, we, we can, uh, a cartoon of a pastor going into the church and sort of a dark cloud over his head. And uh, after the service, somebody is saying, great servant, pastor. I want to tell all of you, pastors are just regular people. They have the same problems the rest of us do. Pray for your pastors. Tell them you're praying for them. Encourage them because they need it. They, there's a lot of people that dump on pastors. So feel free to encourage them. Faith. Faith is the ability to see a vision of what God wants done and the unswerving confidence to accomplish it regardless of the obstacles. Giving. The ability to share personal assets with joy and eagerness. 
so that people are helped and God's work is advanced. Helps. The ability to unselfishly meet the needs of others through some type of practical help. The exercise of this gift often releases those with teaching and preaching gifts to minister the Word of God. Hospitality. The ability to open one's home graciously so that guests are put at ease and are both and are refreshed both physically and spiritually. Intercession. The practice of praying earnestly and sincerely on behalf of others and their special needs. Knowledge. The ability to master a body of truth. It's also the ability to score and recall a fund of knowledge from God's Word to meet the need at hand. This is one of those ones that reminds me of Doug Batchelor. He just has this incredible fountain of knowledge and, and he can come up with something and he's not not that he's the only one but I think he's an example of someone that has it. Leadership. The ability to inspire and lead others in various ministries within the body of Christ. This is exercised with the attitude of a servant. Serving. The unusual desire and capacity to render service to others. Mercy, the capacity to feel sympathy with those in need, especially those who are suffering and miserable, and to manifest this sympathy in some practical way with a cheerful spirit, so as to encourage and help those in need. Missionary, the ability to minister across different cultures. Pastoring or shepherding. The ability to shepherd, counsel, and encourage believers in their walk with Christ and service in the church and community. Also one who enables and equips. Prophecy. Primarily this refers to the gift on one who is called to receive divine revelation from God to be communicated to man. But secondarily, it also does include the capacity to preach so that the Bible comes alive to the hearer. Teaching. The ability to instruct and explain the Bible truths so clearly in such a detailed way that those willing to learn will understand. Wisdom. The ability to penetrate into a matter, seeing the situation in its larger relationships and imparting wise counsel from God's Word. And here we have a cartoon of an owl looking into a book. and It says, age doesn't always bring wisdom. Sometimes age comes alone. Sometimes age comes alone without wisdom. I, I'm sure we've all met someone that, that can, can fall into that category. Now there's another gift that was alluded to earlier that isn't in there, but I've got a little story on it that I'm looking for a volunteer to read. It's just one page, big print. Okay. Here's an excerpt from Elder Williams' letter telling about Jade Lantry's experience expected to happen. When we began planning for Impact India 2006, Ron Watts, president of the Southern Asia Division, informed us that modern-day miracles are taking place in India. He wrote, expect it to happen. Permit me to share one miracle that happened in November. Jay and Eileen Lantry, fellow missionaries with my wife and me in Singapore 30 years ago, just returned from India where they participated in a 100-village series. At the close of each evening meeting, team members prayed with those in attendance. I will now quote Jay. Within moments, a mad man stood by my side and pointed to his withered right arm and badly twisted hand. Both were useless. 
He too wanted prayer for healing. I asked, Lord, if it is to your glory, please grant his request immediately. And it happened. I opened my eyes and watched his arm slowly straighten and extend until it matched the other arm. Then, like time-elapsed photography of an opening flower, I watched his fingers reshape themselves normally. Gradually, he began to wiggle each one simultaneously. Then he waved his hand and arm while jumping for joy and praising the Lord. That is the last I saw of him. I experienced the presence of the Holy Spirit in magnitude I have never sensed previously. So what happened there? He was healed. Literally. Literally. How much has our God changed since creation? The only change that I know of is part of it has acquired some scars and some heartache. But really, for real change, no change. The God that we have today is the same one of the Old Testament where people were brought back to life. And it's the same God that in the New Testament cast out demons. Demons are still being cast out today. Uh, my... Uh, my older sister has been to India, I think, six times on evangelistic trips. And in several of them, she has ended up having to cast out demons. And she said it's a very, very intense, uh, emotionally draining experience. But um, it, here in the States, you know, most people... Here in the States, for the most part, many people don't believe it's a real thing. The devil hasn't changed. He's still out to get us. So, how do you discover your spiritual gifts? Pray earnestly that God will reveal them to you. Consider the desires of your heart. Get active in the work of God. Listen to comments of Christian friends. Someone else should be able to recognize your gifts. Evaluate your success. So if you do, what kind of results will there be if you discover your spiritual gifts? Well, it'll be easier to know God's will for your life and where you best fit into the work of the church. And you'll better know how to cope with diversity and conflict in personal relationships. You'll have a greater sense of identity and partnership with Jesus and more joy and service for the Lord because you're matched to the work you enjoy the most. You'll be better equipped to win your friends, relatives, pathfinders, and adventurers to Christ. And you can apply, uh, develop and apply the gifts to whatever part of the ministry that you have. Now, in the handouts, do you, is the personal... Or is the spiritual gifts inventory there? Okay, we are not going to do that here and now. That's the kind of thing I want you to do at home when you can have some quiet time and you can prayerfully do this. Uh, set some time aside, an hour or two, where you can pray about it and, and work on it. But that's not something that we're going to be doing here and now. Okay, well, let's have a word of prayer. Our Father, we thank you so much for being willing to entrust us with spiritual gifts. And now we ask that you'll help us to use our spiritual gifts to glorify you, to help our kids grow closer to you and to learn to love you and to serve you with theirs. We ask this in thy name. Amen. Amen.
This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.